0: What's up boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host JJ Sermon. In this podcast JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight from undercards to main events. Now let's get into the ring. What's up? What's up? What's up boxing fans? So on this episode, we're going to talk about Ares Landy Lara and his uh, great decision win over Ramon Alvarez. We're going to talk about Money Powers of four surprising loss, as well as Jamonte Clark uh, versus Sebastian Fandora. And I'm going to get into some breaking news of the week that included Jared Hurd and Julian Williams, as well as Shakur Stevenson. So let's get started. Alright, so the first fight I want to talk about is the Jamonte Clark versus Sebastian Fendora fight. Jamonte Clark came into this fight 14-1 with 7 KOs, and Sebastian Fendora came into this fight 13-0 with 9 KOs. This fight was for the junior middleweight division, which is the 154-pound division. Sebastian... Uh, Fendure and Jamonte Clark were two up-and-coming fighters who wanted to prove to the boxing world that they were ready for eventual title fights. So this fight was very important. Uh, one thing that I want that stood out in this fight when I watched it was Sebastian Vittoria is six five and a half, and Jermonte Clark was only around like six two, which is tall as well. But Sebastian had a clear height advantage, being six five and a half. Jermonte was a fighter who uses the ring, who moves around. Uh, I don't like when people say run around unless they literally are like running around the ring like and not trying to get hit and not throwing anything back, but Jamonte was moving around the ring very well and they both southpaws. Uh, Sebastian was coming forward a lot. Um, they both southpaws like I mentioned before They they and they was throwing them shots. So usually how the fight was going is that Sebastian would come forward and then uh, Jamonte would counter. He would counter a lot with that left hand, left hook and he would hit him right square on the face. Um, on the chin and then it would it would just kind of be back and forth. So every now and then Sebastian would come back and he would hit uh, Jamonte with some good shots coming forward. But also Jamonte did a very good job of moving around, never staying in the same spot. Uh, he was trying his best to get out the, uh, the ropes. He would try to pivot out of it. So he did a lot of good things. And for the most part, I felt like when the decision came, decision was a draw. However, I felt Jermonte edged it just by a little bit due to the way that he was controlling uh, the ring and the way that he was countering a lot of uh, Sebastian's shots. I understand Sebastian is the fighter that was kind of the favorite in this fight, but in my opinion, when I watched the fight, I felt like Jermonte kind of pulled it off. But I would like to see a rematch as well. I just think uh, Sebastian, I know he has a slimmer frame, but I mean, I feel like he should move up. He's so tall to be in this division so that's all I pretty much had to say about this fight. It was a good matchup for both of these fighters. I just look forward to, like I said, seeing them again for a rematch or both of them just going their own ways and fighting other great competitors. But um nonetheless, th- this was this was a really good fight. Next fight I want to talk about, or just a notable mention that I want to talk about was the Money Pow for Um the Fourth versus Von Alexander. Money Pow was 10-0 coming into this fight. And he fought Von Alexander, who was 14-3 at the time. Now, this was kind of a step-up fight for Money Powell, who was undefeated, who was doing very well, knocking people out. He was kind of getting his name out there for just beating fighters. And what happened was he lost to a majority decision to Von Alexander um, this past Saturday. And that was a shocker to a lot of people because it's kind of like... um, the Floyd Mayweather effect. If you get a loss, man, it just hurts you so bad, and it just people just write you off. And I just don't get it at times because it's kind of like, how else are some people supposed to learn? Not everyone does the same thing. Not everyone's gonna. And not everyone is. Not every boxer is gonna be undefeated. Not every boxer is gonna just just clean slate, win gold, Olympic, go all the way, and don't lose for twenty years. Doesn't happen like that when, and I think a good thing about if you do lose is you always can rematch. If you felt like you won this fight, you can always get a re- try to or try to get a rematch, and prove to yourself that you were a better fighter. And I know Lennox Lewis did things like that. Anthony Joshua right now is about to fight Andy Ruiz again. It's just a part of boxing, man. To Jamel Charlo versus Tony Harrison, like he's getting his rematch. Like if you lose, man, it's not the end of the world. If you can just bounce back. And prove that you really was supposed to win the first time. And that's what all I got to say about, for the most part, this fight. I just feel like Money Power, if he's really a great fighter, which I still kind of believe that he can still become a great fighter. He definitely needs to uh, get back to the drawing board. See what he did wrong in this fight. Try to get a rematch. Or just fight other competitors. And then eventually get back to Von Alexander and fight him and beat him. And then continue on his path towards eventually getting into a title fight. So that's all I got to say about that fight, man. I just uh, hope Money Powell uh, learns from this lesson and just keep pushing forward, pick his head up and then keep fighting, man, and keep trying to improve. And now I want to get into the last fight I want to mention today, uh, which is the Erislander Lara versus Ramon Alvarez. So, uh, Erislandy Lara came into the fight 26-2 and 3, and Ramon Alvarez came into the fight 28-7 and 3. So this was for the vacant WBA regular light middleweight uh, title, which is the 154-pound uh, division. Uh, this fight right here was uh, just pretty much a one-sided affair, man. Uh, Eris, Eris Landy Lara. Let's just get. I'm just gonna get straight into the beginning. Before this fight even happened, Ramon Alvarez came in four pounds overweight, and he blew up once the fight happened. I remember they were saying he was over like at 175, I think, when they when they started the fight. So he came in big, and I don't know what was going on. Uh, Ramon Alvarez and his team tried to say that it was super scale scale was off, um, and but I doubt it. I just think he just came in over way he wasn't that focused for this fight and when the fight happened, uh Eris, Landy Lara uh, just dominated, man. The, the as soon as the first round was coming to a close, he started taking over. Second round came, he just hit him with some great left left uh left hook shots. It just hit him right on the chin. He just fell over into the ropes. I think he started getting like a four or five combination punch and pushed him to the ropes. Or made him fly into the ropes. Then the, the ref called it a knockdown. Then once he uh, he he stood up because um, the rope saved him. But when he got up and uh, after he did the uh, the count, the referee did the count. As soon as he let them back fight again, pretty much Arizona De Lara just dominated and just just kept throwing nice shots that he just didn't see coming. And it was just sad, man, because this is a fight. I think Ramon. This should be Ramon Alvarez's last fight. He is Canelo's brother. But this is, this got to be his last fight, and I really respect. I know you got to uh, you, you probably, you know, boxers got to think about their families, got to think about how they can continue to provide, and I know that can be a big decision on retirement. However, he doesn't need to take any more punishment like he did in mean, this fight, especially in the second round, getting knocked out. And he came in overweight. It was just a a bad combination of things in which you can kind of just assess and see that Ramon should probably like call it quits when it comes to boxing. And Aries Landy Lara um, should just continue to to keep pushing himself, man. Now he improved to 27 and 2 and 3. I think he looked very comfortable in the ring. He looked very good. I think he should now move on to... Oh, a good opponent. I know he called out Canelo Alvarez, his brother Ramon Alvarez's brother, um, for a rematch because he felt like he won the first fight. And I don't know if Canelo is gonna do it because Canelo holds all the cards. So whatever he says is gonna happen. Is gonna happen. But yeah, man. And that's all I really have to say, man. I do think uh, Ramon Alvarez uh, is, a, is a, was a great fighter, man. And I just continue want to just put some uh, respect towards his name because i don't want to bash any boxers that don't live up to the expectations that we as boxing fans uh might have had towards a fighter but um just based on all the facts that came into this fight this probably should be his last fight and so now i'm going to go into the breaking news of the week this is the breaking news of the week Now for the breaking news of the week, I wanna get into two stories that I found this week, which is very important. Jared Hurt withdraws from the Julian Williams rematch, which was huge, 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 because they were supposed to fight in December. Jared Hurt lost to Julian Williams earlier this year, um, and it was a clear upset because everyone pretty much felt like Jared Hurt was gonna win this fight and continue to move on. Julian Williams upset him and did a fantastic job beating him at his own game, beating Jared Hurd at his own game by going into the trenches. Julian Williams pushed uh, Jared Hurd. He got a knockdown in the early round. I think it was like the second round of that fight. And he did all he needed to do to win this fight, man, win that fight. And and Julian Williams did it. And so the rematch was supposed to happen so that Jared Hurd can win his belts back, but he decided to withdraw. He did exercise a rematch clause, but ended up not even wanting to do it anyway. And a few reasons that I believe or people were saying uh, in the boxing community and multiple reports mentioned that Jared Hurd uh, was essentially maybe having trouble making the weight because it was times in uh, previous fights where he mentioned in interviews that he was at 185 and he would just drop all the way down to 154 which is a very difficult thing and uh julian williams also uh, demanded a 90-day vada testing before uh the fight because now he's the a side and the standard is usually 60 days before the fights but um julian williams definitely wanted 90 days and that was another potential reason why he probably didn't want to do the rematch. As well as I would say that he lost due to him fighting his own game, if you get what I'm saying. He lost due to Julian Williams beating him at what he do best, and that's fighting on the inside. And that can make you lose your confidence fighting a opponent again that beat you fair and square at what you do best. So those are three reasons potentially why he did not want to do the rematch. Uh, now, Julian Williams has to fight somebody in order um, to just keep his belts. And the, the obvious person he probably should fight is Ares Landy Lara. That's the person who just won against Ramon Alvarez, who has the the WBA uh, regular uh, light like middleweight title. And it's just a good fight to make in December. Um, It it just makes all sense for that to happen I don't really see somebody else he can fight But that's all I got for that news And let's move on to the next one The next one is Shakur Stevenson Jouette Gonzalez have reached an agreement So now they're going to fight October 26 For the vacant 126 pound WBO featherweight title Which is a huge deal Um, So this is Shakur Stevenson title fight and this is going to be a, a groundbreaking event um, on ESPN. Shakira Stevenson is 12-0. Got seven KOs versus Joette Gonzalez, who has 23. Who's 23-0, 20, and, and he has 14 KOs. This is definitely a huge fight. It's going to determine a lot for the future of boxing. So I just want to, uh, I just definitely want to mention that in the news. They also agreed to do Vada testing, which is great auto testing, does a great job of picking up on the fighters are using drugs. So I'm glad that they both agreed to do that. And that's all I pretty much have for this episode. And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. It's greatly appreciated. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating if possible. And be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Because if they're a boxing fan, this is the a podcast to listen to and i'm going to continue to give you all great content week in and week out so god bless